0: Welcome in to another episode of my top five fantasy football takeaways. This time from week one of fantasy playoff action. Let's jump into takeaway number one. Arthur Smith is driving me insane. I wish I could get like the steam to come out of my head. Wish that was a thing. I got to get someone to put that in post. Uh, <laughs> but I hope this is the game that gets Arthur Smith fired. They lost to the Panthers uh, 9-7. to Desmond Ritter was horrible. Uh, t- 12 for 20 for 152 yards, touchdown, interception. But most notably, the backfield split was a joke. Bijan Robinson had seven carries for 11 yards and one catch for three yards and lost a fumble. He had negative scoring in some scoring formats. Plus, he only played 58% of snaps. I thought we were going the right direction. Nope. Tyler Algier. 14 carries, 45 yards, one catch for six yards. He played 50% of snaps. And then Cordero Patterson had an exciting role of five carries for negative two yards. But he did have one catch for two and a touchdown on three targets, vulturing that touchdown, 27% of snaps. The whole thing is a disaster. Drake London, 85% of snaps, just three targets. I don't know what happened last week. He was amazing. This week, disappeared. Two catches for 24 yards. Kyle Pitts, 65% of snaps, three for 37 on four targets. Not even playing Jonu Smith over guys like Michael Pruitt. The whole thing makes no sense. The offense makes no sense. Everything is a disaster. And, you know, they need a clean house. They need a new coach. They need a new quarterback. Desmond Ritter is not it. It's just, uh, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. And I hope Arthur Smith goes and returns to FedEx. Where he belongs. Uh, I'll ship him back there. Now, speaking of offenses that were weird, but in this case a lot more successfully, the Bills suddenly became a run heavy offense. Josh Allen had seven pass completions on only 15 passing attempts for 94 yards and a touchdown, an eight for 24 and a rushing touchdown. This is a game they won by 21 points. James Cook. Was 25 for 179 and one and 242 and one through the air. Over 200 total yards and two touchdowns. League winner. He played him this week. And then somehow uh, Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson combined for 14 carries and a catch. So even with them getting that involved, there was still room for James Cook to absolutely dominate. Uh, in contrast, <laughs> Stephon Diggs was the only non-running back to catch a pass, four for 48 on five targets. Dalton Kincaid, Gabe Davis, and Khalil Shakir totaled four targets and no catches. No matter which one of you they played, they were, they were all goose eggs. And Dawson Knox outsnapped Dalton Kincaid, 62% to 49%. Like, what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here? This is, they won, which is terrifying but I'm a little scared for Dalton Kincaid moving forward. I hope it was the injury he was dealing with. Uh, Stefan Diggs was, if this is what the offense is going to be, Stefan Diggs is going to be wanting out of town. So, yeah, in terms of things you can do in Dynasty, James Cook might be a sell high. I don't think many games are going to look like this. Uh, and Dalton Kincaid might be a buy low because the talent's there and he had a bad game. It's always a good time to take a look. The rest of it, you know probably shows that they need better alternative weapons other than Gabe Davis and Khalil Shakir. Now, to get into something very saddening to me, Keen Mitchell was just confirmed today, has a torn ACL. It sucks. It sucks. It's it's heartbreaking. I mean, he was easily leading the backfield. He had nine carries for 73 yards. On the play, he got hurt. It looks like he was going to break away for a long run for the injury. Uh, it sucks. He was their best running back by far. He had 47 carries for 396 yards and two touchdowns on the year. I mean, that's like nine yards a carry. Nine catches for 93 yards. I mean, he was just so good. Gus Edwards in this game was fine. 16 carries for 58 yards and touchdown, one carry for 11, 40% of snaps. I mean, it's just not impressive. I mean, Justice Hill is not it. We know that. I think that Keen Mitchell was going to challenge for a lead role in the Ravens 2024 offense and even better. The Ravens allegedly pass happy offense has not come to pass. (laughs) You see what I did there. Um, They have more carries this year than passing attempts, 458 carries to 409 passing attempts. So, The everyone said, oh, Todd Munkin is coming in. Oh, the offense will change. Oh, no. No, it didn't because Lamar Jackson is not going to change. Lamar Jackson is a run first offense. Why people thought that was going to change was beyond me. So Keaton Mitchell was set up, even if it was split between a lot of different people, for an excellent role because there were so many carries to go around. He didn't need to have 70% of carries to be good. 50% of carries would have still been a lot. It just sucks. I hope he returns healthy, but given the timing of the ACL, probably not going to be ready for week one next year, and it sucks. It just shows how – as sad as this is the lesson to learn, the dynasty value of these running backs is so fragile, like one injury, and it's like, is it ever going to come back? So it's why I always am cautious about raising them too high in my dynasty rankings. Just have to account for that risk. Um, with that said, I don't know what the Ravens going to do without him. Maybe they'll get Zay Flowers more involved. <laughs> he has one catch for seven yards. They need to get him involved in short area touches, especially without Keaton Mitchell, because he was starting to become a centerpiece of their offense. Now, speaking of fragile assets, Sam Howell finally benched. It was about time. 11 for 26 for 102 yards. I mean, that's awful. That's awful. A touchdown, an interception, three for 22 rushing. He's terrible. Jacoby Brissett came in and somehow put up 124 yards in like five minutes. (laughs) Two touchdowns and two for nine rushing. Brissett unlocked Terry McLaurin. 93 of McLaurin's 141 yards were with Brissett. The touchdown was with Brissett. He almost had a second touchdown. The commanders are now four and 10, and their fans remain in a group delusion. Still, still. Sam Howell is going to be their 2024 starter. Still, they remain in a group delusion. That's not going to happen. They're 4-10. and Yeah, he has a lot of passing yards. It's great. 19 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. He's taken 59 sacks, 6.7 yards per attempt, 64.7% completion. What there is impressive? What? Nothing. Nothing. He has no awareness of the pocket. No decision-making skills. And his fantasy stats were lifted by five rushing touchdowns, but he only had 265 rushing yards, not even averaging 20 rushing yards a game. It's not like he was a running quarterback. As I said 100 times, either Sam Howell would find a way to get the ball to Terry McLaurin or the Commanders would find someone who could. Well, they're going to find someone who could. They're going to explore every option to replace this disaster that they have in Sam Howell. I expect him to be active in the Justin Fields trade market. Look at Kirk Cousins in free agency. You never know. Stranger things have happened. It's a new ownership group. And to consider all possible quarterback options with a first-round pick, including moving up to number one or number two overall at a high cost for Caleb Williams or Drake May, if that is a possibility. This is not the 2023 Panthers. They have a decent roster and some weapons to build around. They have some cap space. They are not dead in the water. They can get another quarterback. And I've been begging people to sell Sam Howell all year. Now it's too late. So I hope you listened before. I know this has been a pretty negative show, but uh, another negative take away. Derek Henry is done. Finished. Done. 16 carries for nine yards and four receptions for one yard. 20 touches resulted in 10 yards. Horrific performance. Tajay Spears on 10 touches had 37 yards. Nine carries for 30 and one catch for 70. Look much better. Will Levis suffering an ankle sprain. Probably going to miss a week or two. Season's almost over. Titans are out of the playoff race. Seems like an end of an era here. Will Levis, I think, is their guy moving forward, at least for next year. Henry's been, eh. 230 carries is nice, but only 884 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. 10 touchdowns kind of held him up. Spears has 4.7 yards per carry, much more effective. I don't think Henry's going to retire. He's going to have a role, but it's kind of similar to the Austin Eckler situation. If he's going to need to accept that a team is not going to pay him more than $5 million a year, probably in a one-year deal. If he just wants to retire, he might. If he's willing to accept that role, fine. But he's already down to 16.4 carries a game per year. I can't see him duplicating that in 2024. There's no burst. He doesn't have it anymore. It's no passing game role next year. I just think curtains up on Derrick Henry. Great career. Great career. Absolute league winner for multiple years, but it's over. It's over. And with a running back, it's usually not quick. It's usually not gradual. I mean, it's quick. So it goes from good to bad really fast. And I think it's over for Derrick Henry. Now, if you like these takeaways, uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Um, That'll help support the video and also um, just, I appreciate it. <laughs> and then if you, uh, we're going to get into some Patreon questions. If you want to ask advanced questions, uh, sign up. at The link's in the top right corner, patreon.com slash fantasyadvice. Uh, and that's the only way to ask advanced questions for the YouTube. So let's jump into question number one. Huh. We talked about this a little what happened with Bijan Robinson? Can we trust him next week? Well, what happened is that uh, Arthur Smith is a joke. Uh, like I said, he should be returned to FedEx. Um, yeah, I think you have to trust Bijan Robinson next week, but not as an RB1, but probably still have to start him. Mean, it sucks, I know, but I, I can't imagine sitting him. Is Bijan still a dynasty but I'm not sure he was before. Now he might be. Uh, or am I overreacting to a situation? If you're going to buy what would be a good price rebuilding team? As a rebuilding team, building around a high priced running back is not usually my style. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, if I could move Christian McCaffrey for Bijan Robinson, but why would a rebuilding team ever have Christian McCaffrey? Like, if I could move Jameer Gibbs for Bijan Robinson plus, maybe I still would something like that. I mean, if that's what's on the table, but buying a running back in a rebuild is not really my style. If I think I'm going to be a 2024 contender, then I'm interested in buying Bijan Robinson. Like if I can pay, you know, a wide receiver where the ceiling's not as high, like something like Jordan Addison to buy Bijan Robinson as a contender, I absolutely still would. Rebuilder, not so much. What are your best strategies or tips for managers to evaluate player values? Um, Great question. One is explore the data. Explore the data. Familiarize yourself with ADP. Familiarize yourself with trade value. Uh, use different sources of data. DLF is, of course, my favorite, but you know, familiar, familiarize yourself with keep trade cut uh, their values and and other people's values because you need to know what the market is. Then you should make your own values, make your own rankings, make your own spreadsheet. Don't base it on the community values, but independently do that. And then you know, you just kind of you do those things, and then you listen to me. You listen to me, and I, you can take my data. My rankings is another source. So you have multiple sources. So that's what I would do um, in order to do that. But just generally, um, there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer to this. And that's why I'm still here. That's why I haven't been replaced by a computer. Because sometimes you need a human to help you. When does youth simply not matter anymore? good example could be Judy in the 2023 offseason. When does production outweigh an aging and declining asset? This is situation dependent based on the state of your team and additionally dependent on the exact player. So this this is not going to have a one size. People always want it. They always want a one size fits all answer. I can tell you, I can give it. It would not help you. I could give you that answer, but it would be useless. It would lead you astray. That's why, again, why I still exist. Why the Patreon still exists. Why I can walk you through these situations one at a time and why a micro-perspective and a micro-level method of play for Dynasty Fantasy Football is still very important. Because giving that kind of macro-level, high-level advice is great. as like a general tip, but it's not going to cover every situation. What are we doing with Tucker Kraft this offseason? Is he a sell or a hold if you have him? I can't imagine he's a sell. He's more of a hold. Like the talent. I love what I've seen. Problem is, an offense just doesn't support two tight ends, and especially not the Packers' offense. They have other wide receivers. Not going to happen. So the problem is it's going to be a competition with Luke Musgrave. I think Luke Musgrave is the better player. Tucker Craft has shown more this year in his, you know, gig at the starting role. So, yeah, I'd lean that he's a hold. Do I think Alexander Madison will have a starting job next season? Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) You saw what Ty Chandler did at the first opportunity with Alexander Madison's job. So I, I don't think Ty Chandler is any good, really. I think Ty Chandler is kind of just meh. But if Alexander Madison couldn't do it, he's certainly not going to have a starting job next season. I think he's going to be... They might keep him on as a backup. He's on a cheap deal, but starting job, no chance. Uh, if you liked the video, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. I know we ran a little bit longer, but just had a lot to say today. And keep watching for that Dynasty Fantasy Football content. Uh, we've had... Great, great reception on those videos so far. And I'm going to make sure to keep bringing you uh, lots of Dynasty takes as we head into the off season and into draft season, rookie drafts. But until next time, I want to thank you all for watching, and I will see you all later. Peace out.